Thank you, God. Thank you, God, for waking me up. Let's go. Oh, man, it feels good to be back. Uh, I'm in my car, and um, I've been thinking about bringing up back this podcast just because um, thoughts flow in and out of my mind. And sometimes, um, um, I don't know, sometimes I just need to get them out. And um, sometimes I'm like, oh, that's good. I think that... I think that um, TLP fam would really enjoy. So, um, lesson number one is that if you want to start a podcast, then freaking start. I'm literally driving and holding up my phone to my mouth with my voice memo uh, app. <laughs> so, I don't know. I'm sure there's value to analyzing what mic you need to use, but always to me secondary to the content that you think would help benefit your audience and if you don't have an audience yet um, you should think twice because I'm sure that you do Um, there are people that listen to you and respect you and if you're listening to this you're probably in ministry and um, and if you're in ministry seeking more guidance and knowledge then I would just assume that you have teens and students that are younger than you that um, you want to affect not only with your words but also with your life so and regardless of all that stuff that I said people are watching so people are always watching not in like the weird sense but um, in the sense that people are looking for ways to to live out their life People are, that's something I think and believe that people are seeking. So um, people are observing other people, being like, wow, that person's nasty. You know, like that person's negative. Like, I don't want to be like that. And then on the other side of things, man, that person is so full of joy and so peaceful and so happy all the time, you know, so strong, like, the, like, like, like um, displaying so much strength. I just want to be like this person. So anyways, you have influence. And if you want to start a podcast, turn on, use your phone, use the voice memo app, hold it close to your, your mouth and talk. You know, let your life speak. Talk about the ways in which that you have encountered God and let it roll. But anyways, I wanted to talk about um, planting seeds. I've been doing a lot of um, experimenting with gardening. And um, I had this little thought about marketing and evangelization that I wanted to share. Um, we're, we're trying, this past summer, we tried a lot of different seeds and a lot of different crops. Like, we, for example, in our garden right now, we have, I'm just going to go down the line, we have zucchinis, we have a lot of like healthy zucchinis, we had lettuce, we have leeks. Um, let's go keep going down the line here. We had, we planted some kale. Those did terribly, like they ended up being like like an inch high, <laughs> like the flimsiest kale. Um, we did um, peas, those did terribly too. Uh, I think we had a plant grow like four inches high and just barely wrapped around the trellis, but um, peas can go crazy. Um, my, my one buddy had a, a pea trellis. If you don't know what a trellis is, it's like, you know, just kind of like a fence. And then the pea uh, vines will wrap itself around the fence like he had just like this entire wall of, of peas you know and we couldn't even get um, a little
little sprout going. Um, we had cucumbers and tomatoes and peppers and um, let me keep going here. What else do we have? You're probably like a little bit bored. We did some cantaloupe, we did some potatoes, but we did a lot. The one things that stick out in my mind is that uh, that were epic failures were peas, peppers, um, and what else did I say? But anyways, let's just go with, oh, and the kale. The kale was the most epic failure because like we had expected, you know, like um, we thought that we planted in season, but like it was literally the tiniest little baby kale that that we ever thought. So here's my thought is that, you know, like, I, I feel so often that, um, you know, like, we religious people, like, we have this powerful, like, life-altering experience with God, and then we have this burning desire to share, you know, but then what we forget is that, like, typically, I'm not saying this is everyone, typically, you know, like, we were born into the faith, baptized as a baby, went to Catholic school or some sort of public school religion programming, and then after that, um, parents probably took you to church, and and then after that, probably went through a couple of retreats that you didn't want to be at, and after that, maybe you had the typical story, my story, <laughs> and um, you had this, again, life-altering experience where you encountered the Lord's love, and you finally realized it and you finally had this big conversion and you finally were like I'm ready I'm ready to go I'm ready to evangelize I'm ready to spread the gospel I'm ready to share the news and then when you finally have your first opportunity or first opportunities you're like but uh, and this and this and holy spirit father son blah 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 it, like um like this and this and this this teaching and this teaching and this thing but it only makes sense because of this teaching and like oh it's so complicated it's a mis mystery and like like but you just gotta watch this father robert B bishop robert Barron video and like here actually like listen to this video by father mark smith and blah 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 you know <laughs> like I, I feel like we religious people are so uncomfortable with just planting the seed and trusting number one so number one I think that we have to do a better job of trusting that we do not have to get it all in there. You know, I, I, and I even hear it in homilies all the time. Like I hear a priest that has like this amazing one point and then, and then uh, there's another point that's added and then there's another point that's added and then there's another point that's added. And I'm like, wait a minute, what is this homily about again? And then there's another tangent and there's another tangent. So. Sorry, Brother Priest, but sometimes um, it gets a little bit long and there's a lot of tangents. I think that we can do a lot better about trusting in the single teaching point that God wants to reveal to us today. Because in reality, like, our, our human brain's only going to take away one thing anyways, <laughs> you know? Maybe a couple things, but, like, we just don't have the capacity. Um, I just I just know that sometimes when when a homily is really good and it's it's super I know it's effective when I'm still thinking about it on Wednesday you know let's give it on Sunday I'm still thinking about it on Wednesday but I'm still only thinking about the one thing and it wasn't even typically what the priest said or the person said it was 
it was what they said that opened something within me and I'm thinking about the thing that that's that's mine I'm thinking about my own life it's just that the person was able to step in that role of of priest you know step in that role of Jesus's body and voice and hands and feet and get me to open up and think about the ways in which I need to change so man um, I think we need to do better at trusting in the one thing that God wants us to communicate. The other thing is that there's this idea of planting planting seeds. <clears throat> you know, so it's like we're here we're not here to we're not here to, you know, like share the entire gospel. We're not here to like give an exhaustive, comprehensive overview of the catechism. We are here to plant the seeds. Back to gardening. You know, there is this sense in gardening that, like, there's a right time and there's a right place. There's a right soil temperature. There's a right season to plant a specific seed. So I'm working on this thesis and working on this argument that that um, the same thing goes with our evangelization efforts. The same thing goes with preaching the beauty and the wonder, the goodness of God and our church tradition. The same thing goes with preaching the beauty of our sacraments. Because if someone doesn't understand, they don't understand. It doesn't matter if you think it's mind-blowing because they don't understand. So it doesn't matter how much energy you have. It doesn't matter how much excitement you have if they don't understand and if they don't think it's relevant. That's just where I'm at, okay? I understand that there are exceptions to this, um, but um, I think the context from which I'm speaking is like trying to reach out to the most amount of people. So um, sometimes I think that like people are really good at um, <clears throat> reaching the other Catholics, but like that's not what I'm here for. You know what I mean? Like I, I think I think my personal mission has has been for a while now to reach out to people who are non-religious, people who are um, identifying themselves as nuns, like non-affiliated, and this new word that's come out in the research, uh, I'm here to reach out to the duns, the people who are Catholic and who are just done with God, faith, church, and, and that stuff, you know, I'm just done. That's what I'm here for. I'm not here to preach to the choir, you know, like, and if that's not your mission, God bless you. You know, like, I'm still here for you. But I just think that some of the stuff that we're doing with Living Person, um, you know, it's intentional, it's thought through. I'm open to feedback. Um, but I think some of the starting points that we provide can reach someone who's non-religious and both religious. Like, you can go through our challenge, our Living Person challenge, and um, I'm going on tangent here, I'm sorry. You can, you can go through our Living Person Challenge, be non-religious, and it can be super impactful, but then it, it come, like that super impactful life experience is rooted in the Catholic experience, whether they like it or not. But then you could be the most holiest of priests, go through the Living Person Challenge, and have the most fruitful season ever, right? So anyways, there's a time and a place. There's a time and a place. The same thing goes with gardening. Like, here's the thing. When I planted that little kale seed, it just wasn't the proper time it wasn't the proper place it wasn't the proper soil temperature but when my my buddy 
planted his seeds, he knew, he had knowledge of the space and the ecosystem. Um, he knew that there, there, were pe there were bees and things doing the work to make sure that like when that seed was planted, it was gonna like go off. Literally bro, <laughs> literally bro, literally people, literally my, my friends, <laughs> literally my friends, his kale is like five feet tall. And it's because he knew, he knew and was aware. And so like, this is an exercise in self-awareness. When you are planting seeds, are you doing it intentionally? You know, are you waiting for the right time? Are you planting the right things? Are you doing it so that the person that you are sowing seeds into has the most opportunity for growth? Or are you just wielding this message that you think is best for them, but it's not? It's actually kind of super destructive and you're going against yourself. You're working against yourself. You're giving a bad name to what it means to be Christian and Catholic. Um, because like... I know you want it to be done fast, but man, that's not how it works. That's not how anything worthwhile works. So why are we trying to do that with evangelization and mission? So please, I, I am imploring you to consider thinking about the ways in which evangelization is a slow process sometimes. And I understand that sometimes it just happens at a retreat, but even in that context, what had probably happened was that you were probably born into the faith and had 12 years, 15 years, 18 years, 20 years of people planting seeds. And then in the right moment, you know, people trusted that this retreat would be good and it was the right time. And boom, you know, like, like I always had this image of like, I had this spark in me. You know, people kept that little spark in me alive. It's the tiniest spark, but then at the right moment, it's like somebody poured the gasoline on me or something because it was just a 180, you know? It's the right time, the right place. So uh, the other thing that gets me thinking about it is when I see weeds, you know? Like we have this this giant weed in our yard, and we also have this giant um, tree and one of our one of our um, contractors came out to check out this tree. Sorry, I'm switching lanes here. We got this giant contractor to check out this tree because we wanted to cut it down. He's like, oh, yeah, that's a weed. That's a weed that turned into a tree. <laughs> like, how do you know? And he's like, well, look at this small weed here and look at the leaves and then look at the leaves of your tree. It's the same plant. <laughs> I was like, oh, my goodness. So... Um, unfortunately, um, we have an ecosystem and we have a space, we have spaces in our heart that are much more open to weeds and to darkness and to cruelty and to judgment and to selfishness. We're like, <laughs> that's what sucks. We got to be honest with that. Um, so sometimes when I hear, sometimes I feel like we just, we just, me included, okay, sometimes I feel like we just like to, to think that we're better or holier than we actually are. So I tend to lean towards the other side, like, man, I'm just, 
I'm not that good of a guy. I got a lot of problems and I need a lot of healing. And then you balance it out with this concept in Genesis that we are essentially good and loved and created by, by God who is love. So yes, I'm, <laughs> I'm a sinner, but I'm a loved sinner. So I lean the other way because it makes me want to be better. Um, I'm 16 minutes in. Uh, I feel like it's been a good rant, but let me think if uh, I want to see if I had anything else with the weeds. I mean, yeah, I mean, um, I was like, man, if if I can figure out the proper time, the proper space, if I can create the proper ecosystem to get my kill going, if I know, I have a better sense, if I'm better aware of when to plant, when to sow that kale seed into the ground, it will go off. It will go off, you know? Um, so people are trying to, people like and back to ministry and evangelization and sharing the gospel, people are trying to, sh I think, share the wrong things at the wrong time. Um, because, you know, the people who you are talking to are probably not interested. So this is where the classic, you know, saying comes in. We got to meet them where they're at. Because if, if you don't do that, if you don't appreciate people um, in their hatred towards religion, then how are you going to change their mind about religion? To me, that's pretty simple. And to me, that is just uh, common sense. Um, so chill out a little bit take it to prayer I don't know if you think what I think is is helpful but that's where I'm at I'm open to feedback you can uh, curse me out <laughs> if you want um, but that's how I'm running um, my stuff right now um, loving persons all about starting points starting points loving per persons all about springboards I want I want to be um, the springboard for which your faith can grow and no matter how like what point you're at so those same concepts work with marketing those same concepts i think work with evangelization and sharing the gospel and they definitely work with sharing your own personal faith so i don't know i'm in the parking lot now um i probably missed some stuff but um please reach out um our, uh, you can follow us on instagram and um, that's it, folks. Thanks, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Peace.